Welcome to The Thought Hackers, the show where you will learn how your mind works and discover how to change your thinking from leading experts and through inspiring stories. Good day, everyone. My name is Nathan Siegel, and I'm a member of the Thought Hackers. With me today is a man by the name of Matt Basak. Matt was a huge success who made his first million right out of college and then built that into a thriving business and lifestyle that most of us just dream about. He had 15 thriving companies making multi-millions of dollars every year. He had a big house, his own private airplane, a happy family, and the belief that nothing could take that away from him. Until one day, in 2008, he heard a knock on the door. Two men in black suits and badges stood in front of him, and then they said the six words that can terrify even the strongest person were with the Internal Revenue Service. I want to welcome you to the show, Matt. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, here's the thing. Let me just let me just say they just when they came into my house, they they not only just sat me down, but they also said they're not just with the Internal Revenue Service, they're with the Criminal Investigation Division, which uh, the same guys that you know in the United States. There's only there at the time there were because this is you know pre Obama, um, and just Obama had more, uh, put more in, but there were still only two hundred of them. Two of them showed at my house, and this, these are the same guys that took down Al Capone. So you know these these aren't anybody like these guys had more power than the FBI. So just to let you guys you know kind of give you an idea of yeah just you know it, it's bigger than that, um, and it was not fun. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll get into it. I don't want to interrupt you anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can easily imagine that it would get you pretty hot in terms of the the energy anger whatever else that um, you're dealing with with this because as you said uh, you heard those words and it can freeze the heart of the the stoutest person you know um, I'm just looking at this document you sent over about your experience and about all this stuff that they were saying to you so you know for our, our listeners please you know we we need to know this. This is important information for everyone who's listening or will be listening. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, like you know, one of the biggest things they you know, well, when they came in too, here's the, here's the cra- the bigger part around it. Not only they read me rights, which I should have learned. I, I mean, I wasn't in trouble ever before, so I never had my rights read to me. So I didn't know that's the moment you're supposed to shut up. Um, so they started, you know, they had badges and guns and you know stuff like that. So it was not an you know exciting experiences. But like when they were there, they asked me questions about my business, my finances. They they literally threw pages from the internet up on my face and they're they're asking me stuff about my dad you know like how did your you know how did you go from you know your dad being in the steel mill your family never having money they knew stuff like i'm like how do you know this to making millions and i'm like are you serious like i just did stuff you know they didn't understand it and every time i asked them what in the world i did they would never tell me what it was and you know even to this day we still have no idea like i mean if i asked them what was wrong they'd come back we couldn't tell you that if they asked me you know i was like you know i got to the point where i finally just broke down and i said you know if you just tell me what this is all about i'll do whatever i can to fix it you know but i gotta know what he did still we can't tell you that and that's at the moment that happened that's kind of when i realized i better just shut my mouth um and in and the worst part about the whole thing is looking back on that experience was I was sick as a dog. I remember because my wife answered the door, called me out 
but I was in bed, bedridden. I mean, literally, I don't know. I can't remember. It was in December. It was actually two weeks before Christmas. And, um, and I was just bedridden. I was just sick as a dog. I, I remember I couldn't even really look at them. Like it was, it was, it was like on top of that. And then finally, when my brain woke up to everything that was really, cause it was kind of like surreal. Right. And plus on top of that being sick, it was even more surreal. Cause then I woke up and that's, I was like, all right, you guys like, listen, I, I, you guys got to get out. Like, why don't you guys leave? And they said, fine. They, they let, you know, they said, fine. I, I didn't realize I had that much power with them. And, um, I mean, as they walked out the door, they said, they just told me like, Hey, just let you know. Um, you know, our investigation could result in you end up in prison for five years. And I'm like, seriously? And then, then he walks out the door or they walk out the door and one of the guys turns around and looks at me straight in the eyes and says, oh, and you have a Merry Christmas. And I was like, you son of a gun. I was mad. But that's when I, you know, lowered up. I mean, as could as, you know, and I went and found the best attorney I ever found I could find. I mean, God, when I say that, it was just to put my attorney on retainer was 50 grand. Um, and that was, and then he had a buddy that was actually head of the IRS um, auditing, um, did the audits for, for Inside Vegas. And so they come through my books and neither of them, like, I mean, this guy, the, my attorney that I hired actually trained their boss. So he used to be a criminal investigator at the IRS. So he went and trained their he trained their boss. So he knew their boss. His boss wouldn't tell him anything that was going on. He wouldn't. Um, and these guys, but they, you know, but my attorney and the um, the auditor, um, you know, they come through my stuff, and neither of them could find anything uh, that was wrong. And um, but that's when you know at that moment, especially hearing the ringing, like, hey, you could go to prison because because I when we were sitting at the table, I asked him the question. I said, hey guys, like. I kind of got to, I need to know this. Like, what's the worst case scenario? They're, you're going to go to prison for five years. And they're like, what's the best case scenario? The whole thing goes away. Like, so there's no in between. It goes, no, we're in the tax law, you know, tax courts. Um, so that's when, like, after they left and I started, we started doing that and not knowing the whole time um, this was going on. I had no idea what the heck I did. I mean, I was sitting with my attorney. Like, I remember him and the auditor, my wife, and we had to send in all of my books, and they were looking at everything. And you know, we were sitting in a room for like they they interrogate my team, interrogated me and my wife for like five days, um, and just on purpose, just to pick. But I mean, on a purpose of trying to figure out what was the problem because they couldn't in my books couldn't find anything wrong. And so they're trying to like they're asking me questions, and I'm like sitting there like, well, one time you know when I was a little kid, I you know I I did this to my brother. You know, like it was. I mean, I was just like I don't know what I did, and they were just trying to figure out like just. To kind of build a, you know, and it, you know, it was just trying to see what the heck the real thing was, so they know that how they, you know, they could protect me. But, um, you know, when you say the auditor, this was the auditor who was working for you, not the IRS auditor. My team, yeah, no, 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 my team. I didn't have that straight. My mistake. Yeah, they were. My team was just trying to really figure out because they couldn't find anything in their books. Um, cause I had 15 companies at the time, so they couldn't find anything through all my books. They're just trying to figure out like, what is this? What is, what is it? Like they, they just couldn't figure out what it is, what it could be. Um, why anything, you know, what, what was going on? Why they even, you know, come and come to me. Um, and that's when I will say from there on, because they still, I can, you know, I actually became really good, close friends to my, my attorney. I mean, actually into the fact that, um, he was older than me. He kind of feels like he, I'm his, I mean, cause this was about eight years ago, but you know, he kind of feels like, you know, I'm his son and you know, he's come to my birthday parties and we've, um, you know, we've had, uh, you know, we've just became really close and he's like, you're the only, he even said this to me like 
was it last year or maybe this sometime this year i remember him say you're the only, one of the only people that i've ever you know um that hired me that really never did anything you know um and I, he goes i can't figure out what it is i said i still don't know i don't know if we'll ever know um but during the moment from that point on when when you know they came to thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna, you know, what's going on? You know, our life became a living hell. I mean, concentrating on anything was absolutely impossible. Uh, my wife, I mean, I'll just say this here. Um, you know, my wife, I, I kind of tell her she had nervous breakdown, but it, we were so scared because they were monitoring our mail uh, for six months before they even came to us. They told us stuff about our mail. They showed us stuff in our mail. We're like, how do you know this? Um, and six months before they even came in to see us. So we were so scared. My wife and I were so scared that they even tapped our phones that um, we literally would go in our clothes into the shower. And we had a big shower, so we weren't getting wet. But we'd turn on the shower. We'd go into um, the shower with our clothes on and, and with it on just to talk because we didn't know if they tapped our phones, if they tapped our house, you know, like it, because they were monitoring our mails and stuff. I mean, it was it was crazy. And the, the worst part you know, my kids never knew why anything at home changed. I mean, and, you know, and every day for until every day, I, I just wondered if this is the day I can be carted off prison. I mean, I was scared. I was, you know, I was even, you know, in traveling, I was like, oh, my God, is something going to happen here? Like, I was just scared. And then, you know, that happened in December. And then April, a letter arrived and it was a letter. And it had, and, and you got to see another thing to say is, you know, we were getting subpoenaed all the time for the government and like during that period. And it was like, you know, sheriff's knocking on my door. Um, pretty much every morning we were, we didn't have to set an alarm. It was in a sheriff coming in trying to get something else for me. Um, you know, another subpoena. So my, you know, it, it just, it, it wasn't fun. Um, and then in April, I mean, I remember the night before, um, this, this letter arrived, but the night before I really bought, I broke down and bought a book about life in prison. And um, I remember sitting there in my chair, just reading the book that night, trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, what was going on. And, uh, you know, and then the letter arrived and it basically just said we're no longer it just I mean, a letter out of the blue arrives, certified letter. We get to, you know, now we're like, oh, God, what the hell do they want now? But this time it just it was a letter that said, um, you know, basically you're no longer in investigation by their office. And it said that, you know, but but then they had this line in there that kind of like, oh, my God. But it said, however, this not pre-include that they're going to, you know, um, re-entry into criminal investigation by their, the, you know, with into the investigation. So it's like, hey, you're off the hook now, but, you know, we can come back at you anytime we want. And that that was um, <laughs> that was like, OK, this is great. But, you know, now what do we do? And then things went even crazier from then. But, um, you know, just because of the things, you know, like things my attorney wanted me to do. But um it was when I showed it to him, he never like the cool the interesting thing is he practiced law on that after he left as being an investigator. He's like, I've never seen he goes, I only seen two of these. He goes, the government doesn't first of all, you know, his thing was the government won't send two of these guys when there's two hundred. He's not they're not gonna send two to your house unless they think they have something. And two, he goes, they just don't send this letter. So it's um, it was like he goes, This is like your get out of jail free card, um, in a sense, or a golden ticket, but he's like, It's not um, a get out of jail free card. So we had to go in and even deeper than that, which sucks because remember, I had 15,000 companies in that year, and I don't really talk about it. That year, we did over 20 million dollars, and so before, so in December, like the beginning of December, my wife and I are on our porch. And our patio, just pinching ourselves, like, oh my God, can you believe us going from nothing? You know, like I, when I met her, I was sleeping on a cot, you know, <laughs> and to you know, we're in this big house, having a private airplane, you know, I have my own pilot, you know, like we have all these companies that are doing really well, 
and then to this moment in time, um, it was like, oh my gosh. And so anyway, we, you know, that letter came and just, you know, and it was like, it was one of those things like my attorney literally. So the now, so now we went from being scared as hell. Like, okay, it's like this moment of joy, but this also scared line of, Hey, they can come after you anytime they want again with no explanation. So my attorney sat me down. So we went, he goes, I need you in my office now. Cause he got the same letter at the same time. And he goes, we need, I need you in my office now. And so we, my wife and I hurry up, went down to his office, of course. And, um, so he sat me across the table and I remember, and there was a couple other attorneys in the office, uh, with him. And, um, he introduced me to him. I didn't know why they were there, but he goes, listen, I want to ask you a question. He goes, this, this is, you know, you get, you know, this isn't a get out of jail free card, but this is, you're out from underneath this whole ordeal right now. He goes, now, because you're out of investigation, we can take, you know, other countermeasures or, you know, do some other things right now just to protect you. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do? And he goes, you know, and you got to remember, I thought I was going to lose my, I mean, the night before I'm reading this book about life in prison, right. And thinking I'm going to lose my family, never see him again for five years. Like thinking about my kids growing up and not, not me not being there thinking about, you know, how am my wife going to survive now that, you know, all this stuff's going on, you know, and like all that stuff was in my head that night before, but he goes, sat me across the table. My wife was on my right hand side. He was in front of me. And he and across the table and he goes, listen, are you willing to do whatever it takes to make sure this never happens to you and your family again? And I literally looked at him. and I said, I'll do anything. I was like, you know, how you just I said, don't take I'll do whatever you want. And he goes, um, he said to me, he said, basically, um, you're going to lose everything. He said, basically, what we're going to do. He said, everybody's going to think I'm I, the younger people in the criminal investigation division that came and saw you. They're going to think I'm crazy for what I'm about to do if they ever find out. But he said the his boss is going to be like, that was the smartest move ever. And here's what we're going to do is I want you to, if you're willing to, if you're, he goes, I got to ask you a question. Are you willing to lose everything? And I looked at him and I said, yeah. And he goes, no, he goes, what we're going to do is I'm going to bankrupt every single one of your companies and you're going to cut every business tie that you have. And basically what that means, what it means is you can't do anything you're currently doing. So anybody, and, and let me kind of say it deeper than this. The, the, he said, when we do this, if you choose to do this, um, basically what's going to have to ha what we're going to have to do. And I'm going to have to, you're, you're going to have to stick to this. You're not allowed. If you gave somebody a dime, a piece of money, any money in the past, any vendor, anybody, you cannot go back to them ever again ever, for next two years. So I will not, you're not, he goes, now this is a choice you're going to have to make. But will you make this choice if so that you don't have to worry ever again? He goes, because we have no idea what they've been investigating. So, you know, basically you can't do anything you've ever done. So if you've done if I sold a book or wrote a book, I couldn't write a book, you know, for two years. If I, you know, did you know, went to a seminar, put on seminars, I couldn't put on seminars again. If I paid GoDaddy, which was that was one thing, you know, I was or whoever I used for my autoresponder, whoever I mean, these are terms some people might not know, but you know, people that I paid money to to be able to to build my companies. I couldn't use them again, and uh, basically I had to start all over from everything, and and this was the crazy part of the whole thing. So so now I'm like looking at him, and I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Um, I will do it. Um, you know, it's, uh, of course it wasn't what I want to hear. I was pissed off actually, but who can blame you? I mean, all that hard work to build your businesses, and the government shows up and threatens you in this way. This this fear that you're talking about, I want you to know from my own experience and from what I learned living in Canada it's not uncommon you're not alone you may have felt alone at the time and it was an awful experience for you but I want you to know something you're not alone 
Yeah, I would, you know, you probably you know at the time too. This is good to hear that, especially for people listening to know that because I didn't know at the time. I didn't want to open my mouth. You know, I was kind of afraid to tell anybody what was going on. I didn't tell anybody. Like I, it got to the point where even so, when he told me how to do that, I basically when and I knew when I bankrupt the companies, I had to hand everything over. I had to literally walk in. I had 120 employees at one office. I had another office, and I remember flying my plane to my offices for the last time, literally walking in there and firing 100 people at a time. So guys, get your stuff, personal stuff. Let's lock the doors. And I walked away and watched everything um, go away. But when he said that to me, he's like, look. You know, and I just told him, I said, I don't, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I will lose my, you know, my empire um, on this one decision, but just nobody's getting screwed here. I don't want my, my employees or my, anybody that, any vendors, you know, doing anything. So I, I literally, so not only had to go in and fire, that was the word, like I was out of the whole thing. The worst thing was walking in, looking at people's eyes that were loyal to me, you know, that, you know, and in 15 companies, I had one company, we had 120, 150 people, another company I had. You know, I had six forty-six. Another company had about uh, thirty. You know, in different parts of the country, and I don't go in there and just look at them in the eyes and say, "Guys, grab your stuff, get out. It's over." And I had to, you know, and I didn't want to tell them why, so I let everybody go. And then also, what I ended up doing too, because once you hand your 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 uh, once you bankrupt a company, basically everything's in the hands of the government. And so I before I went through when, when I before I did it. Um, I went to everybody that I personally owed because I couldn't use company money to do it because that would be uh, – you can't do that. So I ended up just going – my I brought my checkbook right after I bankrupt the companies, and I went to everybody I owed and money. And I just flew – this was probably – I think this was my last flight, just flying to people and saying, hey, I owe you this much money. I talked to him personally. I didn't want to talk over the phone and write an email about it. But um, So I went to him, and I'm like, hey, I owe you this money. I said, you got a choice, you know, and I told him privately, I bankrupt my company, um, but you got a choice. You can go get the money from the company because you'd have, you could, you know, be a, um, a debtor or you can just get it from me right now. And I, I'm out of my personal account and I wrote checks to people and, um, everything, everybody they owed. And, uh, so nobody got screwed in the end except for me. Um, you know, and then by the time it was all done, I lost all my savings and I was, I was, I was broke. <laughs> it really was. I went from, um, I said goodbye to my wealth. I said goodbye to my livelihood in a sense. And, um, you know, I was broke. I really was. All I had was a little bit of credit cards. I only thing I got to ever keep in the whole so – I watched my books. I watched, I mean I watched stuff getting auctioned off. They auctioned off all my stuff. Um, my plane got auctioned off. I was That was so sad when that happened. That was my baby. Um, and I paid cash for it. So I paid for cash for everything at that time. So I had no debt. Um, even the bankruptcy court judge – yeah, the the gangster court judge looked at me and he goes, I can't. I've in all my years of doing this, he goes, I've never been in a situation where somebody walks in, gives me 15 companies, gives me all the assets, and there's no, um, there's no debt. He goes, this is like, you know, and, and you could see the the bankruptcy attorneys, you know, attorneys just licking their chops, um, and they and I was the only debtor, and um, there was one, mo- you know, but anyway, I was the only debtor, and oh, then I got screwed on that one too because they didn't feel comfortable giving me the money because I'm the only debtor on the thing. But um, so I, there was millions of dollars. All the money that got auctioned off got put into a – not a trust, but a like an escrow account. I can't remember what they called it. And So there's like millions of dollars in there, and then there, the, the court system, the court, the judge's t- attorney, the judge's um, accounting department figured out a way to just milk that money. By the time I finally went in to get my – you know, like I'm the only debtor, so I went to the debtor's meeting, and they gave me a check for like 100 bucks. And I was like, are you serious? You guys turned $100 million – Hundred bucks, yeah. So I got screwed. My God, how did, how did you come out the other side of this? That's the obvious question. Like, 
Well, lesson I, you know, I will tell you, I didn't think I just, I just moved. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. It was a little different. Um, you know, first of all, I was kind of in shock when it all happened, but I also was like, Hey, I'm living a lifestyle of a 20 million. Like I was, you know, that year. I mean, I, I had a big old, I had a huge, I mean, I had, I was able to keep anything personal. So I had all my personal stuff, all my bank, all my income went away, all my, you know, company stuff went away. So I still had my lifestyle of living, you know, making 20 million. So I had to quickly get back on my feet and I, um, and I ran fast. I, I mean, I, when I say ran fast, I just, I just did, what do I need to do? How am I going to do it? Um, I literally just, I came up with this concept of X meaning, okay, if I can't use this, I need, I need like, for example, I need to go get a domain. Okay. I haven't, pay, I, I never paid these people money. Okay. Let me get a domain at name. I'm just making up a name, but name cheap. And then, okay. I paid these people for this. How do I get it? Okay. I get it. So everything became X. It was like, I was like, I can't be loyal to anything I've ever been loyal to because of course I can't. Um, so I rebuilt back and I decided, Hey, you know, I, I, I mean, in less than six months, I made a million, I made a million again. I mean, I had to, because I, I was, yeah, it was less, yeah, less than six months. I made a million, I made a million dollars, but I, I mean, I'm not saying that to just, I'm saying that because I just ran, I didn't look backwards. Um, I didn't even think about it. I just said, I got to get out from range to go take my family. I had kids, I had a dollar, you know, daughter, you know, my kids are growing up. I was like, I got to go. And, um, I mean, I worked my butt off. I mean, you can ask my wife, we, my wife and actually my wife stood next to me, um, and sat next to me and we busted our butts fat more than we ever did beginning our companies years ago together. Um, and I mean, I, I didn't sleep. I didn't, you know, I just worked. I was up, I was up going and I was just re trying to rebuild everything I had, but rebuild it from a perspective of not dealing with anybody I dealt with. Um, and then at the end I couldn't sell anything I, in a sense, I didn't want to sell anything I ever sold. So, you know, but I, I, you know, I just went in and just did what I, 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 interesting enough. I said that I remember the moment where I said to myself, if I was doing a seminar, if I was a student at my own event, because I was doing some events teaching it because I would I, I taught what I did in those companies, how I built those companies. So I was like, if I was one of my students, so I just reversed roles and I said, okay, I am that guy right now, <laughs> you know, on the other side talking to me. What would I tell him? And I just literally wrote down, I remember just mapping it out like this is what I would tell this guy. And I was the guy, <laughs> you know, and I just did it. So, so what did you what did you tell yourself? Because this is important. People in the audience are going to want to know this. What what did you do? What did you say? Well, I mean, the big thing. I mean, the big thing is I got to get an action, and I knew, you know, I, action from the perspective of I knew if I didn't start moving, if I just sat around, you know, and be stagnant, I was that was big thing to me. Is like I just got to get an action. Like, and I was, and the other thing was, I kept on repeating to myself that. Um, you know, the one thing I repeated to myself, I know was under, under pressure, diamonds are created. And I knew it was underneath pressure. And I was like, I somehow at the end, I'm going to turn into a diamond, you know, like this is this, you know, and, um, and I, you know, I literally said, okay, here's where I'm going to go do. And I just, I just did it. Like, I don't, I can't really, I, that, I will tell you that piece of time, I can't remember stuff. Like it, it feels like, you know, it feels like things were lost memories, I guess. Um, but I just, I know I just, I just kept on moving, man. I just like, I got to do whatever I can. I need, cause I had this huge burning desire to take care of my family, you know, and I want to make sure I get their, you know, the life back ready, you know, for them. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to give you a bit of perspective, which may help you when the mind, when people are under severe stress, like what you're talking about, you say you can't remember it. One of the things that the mind will do in certain situations, certain people will create amnesia where you will literally forget all sorts of stuff 
And the reason that the mind does it is a defensive mechanism to protect you from whatever is going on. And so down the road you may or may not remember it. It may be gone permanently. It may come back down the road. Mm. Yeah. I just know, like I, I will say there was a quote. And I had this quote I put everywhere in front of me. I put it on my wall. I put it on my mirror when I woke up. And it was just – and I can't remember who wrote it, but it was was to the effect of like action is the greatest stir of confidence. And inaction is only result but but the cause of fear. So perhaps the action you take will be successful. Perhaps the different action or adjustments will have to follow. But any action is better than no action at all. So that's what I did. I mean I literally – I just got into action. I just knew I needed to move and um, you know I needed to go and – not think about you know they just go and um okay okay you know there are a couple of burning questions i've got uh, kicking about here it's like okay you did all this stuff what did you do that that ensured that the irs wouldn't come after you again uh, like was your lawyer guiding you through the steps that you needed to take well that that was i mean that was that was the bank we had the reason that's why we bankrupt all the companies we had to bankrupt all the companies because we didn't know which one they were looking into and here's the thing now look i'm not a tax attorney i'm not a lawyer i'm not an accountant um but i from my recollection the conversation was if you dissolve the companies if we first of all they they call companies or entities right and so in order for you not to have any liability for me to have I mean, don't quote me on this, anybody. Like, but but the the thought, what I remember was, in order if I, and so in order to get rid of any past things, um, you know, from it, so I'm not liable for anything in the companies. We had to bankrupt because when you bankrupt the company, it kills off the company. So anything that ever happened in that, it's dead. So you, it, it doesn't happen. If I would have went in and said, "Hey, I'm just going to dissolve these companies," I'm still liable. I was still would have been still liable for everything. So I believe that, and that's why we had. That's why we did that, and that's why he did that, and I just followed his instruction um, because they did come back. I will say they did come back about three or four years later, um, and but then it was like they and they came in. They sat in my attorney's office now because he was on record to be, you know, um, my. I forget what they call it, but um, and anyway, he so he he sat there and on my registrar, and so he sat there and worked them, and they just sat in his office for like three days and went through all the book the books of the new stuff, and he after being there for three or four days, he said, you know, what do you guys want to know? And they're like, oh, we were looking for this company, and he goes, you should have told me when you walked in, and he just gave the, he said it's bankrupt, and they just looked at him like what? And they go, oh, well, we also want this company, and then he looked, gave him, he goes, yeah, that was bankrupt too. So they're like, oh, like, I mean, they couldn't do anything. It was over. They walked out. <laughs> um, uh, and see, this is a kind of thing, you know, so important for everybody to hear that. So, so for our audience, you know, if anybody wound up in a situation like yours, you've been through hell. I get it. Yeah. That's clear. What would you say to someone who winds up in a in a situation like yours? Well. The the best advice I could give anybody is I I don't I um first first of all I did get the, I did find the right attorney and I say that because one he not only he he did, he wasn't one that practices tax law and stuff like that he was one of them 
So he knew the inside workings of what they were going to do and how they're going to do it. He trained them. He had a badge to be, he was the same badge that I, those two badges I saw. He had one of them in his office and his was cut, you know, and, and he showed me, he goes, look, I, like everybody says they're ex IRS. He goes, I'm an ex IRS criminal investigator. There's only two of us in these, in the United States. I'm one of them. Now he said, so I, you know, and yes, I did pay $50,000 because I was looking for peace of mind. And, um, but I, but I pay, I was willing to pay whatever it took. I was willing to find the right person. And I did thank God. And here's the third thing. And because I knew I had, um, the right person, like he knew he could, he, he knew what they were going to do next. Cause he was the one that trained them. So he said, he remember, he said to me, he goes, Matt, you're going to have to trust me and you're going to have to trust me on this one. And I honestly will tell you, when he asked me to bankrupt companies, I, I was like, I went on pure faith. Although I did, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And then three years later, when they came back, and, you know, it was like, pfft, they just, like, oh, it, you know, like it was over. But they came after me the first time criminally, second time civilly, and then it all went away. Um, he, uh, he, he, he was right. And I, I remember telling him, I'm like, you know, when you asked me that, I, I I had a lot of faith in you, because honestly, I was kind of thinking you're, you know, cuckoo uh, for what you wanted me to do. But I said, you know, for those you know nights of being able to sleep, and, and for nights wondering if I made the right decision, I now I know I did. And um, so I, I that's a big thing I would say is make sure you get the, you know, just because somebody says they can do it and they have to have experience. Like my big thing is, especially when you're hiring um, counsel. Um, I want to make sure, you know, my counsel. I don't want just people that have knowledge. I wanted to I look for people that have wisdom, and he had wisdom in it because he actually did it. Is you know, he now he's on the other side, but he actually did it, and that was that was probably my best play ever. Yes, absolutely. And how did you find him in the first place? Oh, uh, that's a so the, a godsend. I mean, it, it, here's how crazy it is. I. Don't know how. So years before this, so 15 years before that, you know, I graduated college, and uh, so when I graduated college, I got a job in Atlanta, and I was selling these telephone systems. I did it for six months, and then I quit and started my businesses. But so during that period, I was selling telephone systems. My first sale was this guy, and I have no idea how he popped in my mind. But when I saw those badges in my, I remembered his badge on his wall. And when I called him up on the phone that day, I said – I had to call my old company I used to work for. I said, I don't know if you guys know me. I said, but there's a guy that was an attorney. He was my first sale. Hopefully, you guys still have record of my sales and you know, different staff and everybody. And they looked me up, and they're like, yeah, we actually just heard his office today. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, is there any way you guys could please give me his name and his number? And they gave me his number and his name uh, because they, you know, they you know, like, your name's on this as the – and I said, I'm not calling for any reason. I need his help. And so – when I called him, I, I swear, and I, I remember him picking up the phone, and I said, "Hey, this is Matt Basak. You know, I'm the guy." I said, "Are you holding an NEC telephone system?" Because I was selling NEC telephones. I said, "Are you holding an NEC telephone system?" He goes, "Yes." And I was like, "I am the guy that sold that to you, but I'm not going to sell you anything right now. I need your help." And he goes, "What is it?" And I said, "I said I remember seeing your badge on your um, on your wall." And he said, first words out of his mouth, "How many did you see?" And I said two. He goes, get your ass, apartment, or get your butt to my office now. And uh, I was like, I was like, uh, okay. And he, and I don't know how. Like, I, I, that's why I said it's a godsend. I have no idea how our past crossed so long ago, and how I even remembered it at that moment. You know, like just to find this guy, and and call, and and I just, 
Um, but he was my first sale. I mean, and then, so that's, so we had this history, but we didn't, you know, like he didn't, you know, I was just some guy, you know, rent kid that sat in his office and wouldn't leave because I wanted the sale. Um, I remember that. And that's how I knew about his thing because I stared at all his stuff. And so I just, I, I can't like explain. I didn't look him up, um, you know, or nothing. It just happened. Yeah, it was, it was obviously meant to be. So for people who are listening to this, if they want to get in touch with you or if they're having trouble and they, they would like to speak to you, how would they get in touch with you? Um, I mean, the best way, LinkedIn, I mean, Facebook um, is probably like the easiest thing. I mean, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So if anybody's on LinkedIn, it's a great way to do it. If somebody's on, um, you know, Facebook just hit me up on Facebook. I mean, if you go to my fan page, just hit me up on there in the messenger. I do respond. Actually, it says I respond quickly. So I do respond pretty quickly over there. Um, it's probably the two easiest places. Okay. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. And I'm so grateful that you got through it. I'm grateful you came out the other side. And I'm very grateful that you have this knowledge to share with me and our audience. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I think the... You know, I mean, the end of the day, I will say, like, you know, after about four years, it all did hit me. I will say, yeah, I kind of woke up to it all hitting me, and you know, I did go through a little depression and, like, what the hell did I just go through? Um, it, I just didn't, I didn't look, you know, I didn't look back. But I will say, in the end, you know, it's like as bad as everything was, I am grateful. I mean, it's like it sounds weird, but I'm just grateful it all happened to the point of, hey, I'm a better person. I've realized that you can put me underneath. You know, like I said, you put me underneath some pressure. I can make things happen. And I also realized, you know, it strengthened my relationship with my wife, as weird as it sounds. Like, I, I, I you know, my big thing is how can I find, you know, how can I be grateful and be, say I'm still blessed, even though it all, you know, it sucked at the time and everything else. But, you know, and I'm great. You know, like I look for the positives in it. I'm not looking for the negatives. And I want to sit on the negatives side. I want to look for the, you know, the positives and say, here's what. It, it, you know, it made me better. It made me realize, like, you can throw anything at me, and I can take hit the knock the ball out of the park. And you know, it gave it builds confidence. And you know, I don't know. I just say for anybody is like, you know, once you get through it, looking back and like, hey, there are some good things that could you know occur. Maybe make some. For me, I made some decisions that I would never. I gave. I became closer with my family. Like I will tell you, my family and before that moment in time, my priorities were money. Maybe my family. You know, it was like my money, my fam, my my friends, and then my family. And now it's my family, you know, uh, you know, God, you know, God, my family, and uh, you know, money's down on the total part of a little bit. Even though I, I still like to make a lot of money, but uh, you know, my my family comes first. My relationship with my wife comes first. I mean, just even because of that, it flipped things around for me. Um, and I need, you know, in a sense, you know, I needed a little punch in the gut. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to lose everything I had, but I know I could go build it. And, and I am, I, I'm really like now I'm on a tear. Um, and, and it's coming to me naturally coming. I mean, I, I, I've, I've made it all back. I mean, um, but, um, but I just, you know, and that, that thing is just keep on moving forward and realize, Hey, at the end of the day, well, hopefully one day, you know, you could look back and as much as it sounds weird now, you can kind of you know, like look back and say, yeah, you know, uh, I've lived a great life. No matter, even though that crap happened to me. Yeah. All right. So th thanks very much for being with me. And for those of you who are listening, my name is Nathan Siegel. I'm one of the thought hackers with me today has been Matt Basak. Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. And Yeah. Thanks for getting on.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for everything you shared. Yeah, no problem. You've been listening to The Thought Hackers. Make sure you subscribe and get each new episode emailed straight to you so you don't miss a show. And have a look at our resources page where you will find programs, audios and books that will create change in your thoughts.